California. 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 <laughs> you change not only the words, but the music <laughs> and the key. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome back, folks. We took a week off, but now we're here, mm-hmm. and now we're two years away. This week, we're two years away from tons of Marvel movies. I wrote this down mm-hmm. wrong. Mike's cursor's <laughs> on it, so I think he changed it to mess with me. Uh, but but who am I? To, who am I to say anything? Uh, but yes, we're going to talk about Marvel movies, Mike. You know this. I sent something. Yeah, we got a we got a sizzle reel. Yes, sizzle reel and some slates, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We've also got some comic accurate costumes to get us hype for the mm-hmm. next couple of years as well. The Bad Batch kicked off Star Wars for this year, finally, mm-hmm. and more. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been slacking a little bit. A couple weeks ago, uh, I started watching Invincible over on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and it's great. I loved it. Um, I but I haven't gotten back around to it. I think I only got about three episodes in. But there's been this meme going around on Twitter, like I want to say, like the last yeah. week, where people put brackets around just literally anything a photo of anything it could be abstract idea it could be a literal idea and you kind of break down this thing kind of in like a timeline so it would be like um uh i'm trying to think of like an example like let's say like a giant party sub so like the first bracket will be like oh wow this party sub's fun then the middle bracket would be like oh this is a lot of sandwich and then like the last bracket might be like oh on the toilet for an hour or something like that um so I saw one for Invincible where the the first bracket encompasses like maybe about the first bit of the show that I saw. And then the, the last bracket that is the majority of the back half of the show that I haven't seen, apparently it gets really dark or it gets mm-hmm. really crazy or like some insane stuff happens. So I really need to dip my toe back into Invincible and maybe we'll end up talking yeah. about it here on the show. Uh, yeah, the the first season has wrapped up for anyone who doesn't know. So Invincible has wrapped up, and the other show that I I know that we both have not watched on Netflix is Jupiter's Legacy, uh, oh, which just kicked off this weekend. I was as well. I was trying to describe that to uh, my wife the other day because we were going out and we were we were grabbing some dinner to bring back home on Friday, and we're like, oh, you know, Friday it's like new TV show streaming day, and we're like, oh, what should we watch? And you're like, oh, we got well, we got new episodes of this and this and this, and like, oh, I think like Netflix. I think that new like superhero show just hit Netflix, and it's like called like Jupiter. I think I think I said Jupiter Ascending at first, and like she mm-hmm. looked at me like, we're not watching that. I was like, no, 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 it has nothing to do with that that one movie. It's like totally different. Yeah. And then I had to describe to her like what Mark um, is it Mark Miller or Mark it's, Millar? It's, it's Miller, but it's okay, pro- Miller, but it's spelled yeah, Millar. Yeah. I was like, it's like it's a Mark Miller thing, which Netflix bought it, and you, all you have to do, yeah. all you have to know is it's like the same creator that made like kick ass which you know she likes that so mm-hmm. but a uh, long story short uh, i still haven't seen it yet so that's kind of pointless um but i think we got to get around to watching it yeah because i am of the opinion that you know i watch everything on 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 tv you know i i i, I Boy, indulge in everything <laughs> that's given to me but i will most definitely watch anything that's expensive anything that has a high budget whether it's a genre or a show that i like i just want to see how the money gets made and when we watch the mm-hmm. the trailer for that show on the 
on the show the other week. I was like, oh, this looks like there's some money put well, into it. So I want to see what they're doing with it. Th- so I, I know the, the, the good part about Jupiter's legacy is it was a limited series, right? Like much like Invincible, it's wrapped up kind of deal. Like you don't have to like, oh, is it going to you know catch up to, to what's currently being written mm-hmm. Game of Thrones style? So it's, it's wrapped up as a 12-issue series back like almost 10 years ago. But what gets me is seeing Josh Dumel and Leslie Bibb aged up doesn't look right. Um, in all the promo shots, right? Like the the older, like old man Josh Dumel is not sitting well with me for some reason. Um, I'm and I'm sure there's this the comic book and then the show deals with flashbacks on how they got their powers and stuff like that. But like that image alone just kind of turns me off. So when you talk about budget spent, I'm like they didn't spend it on the makeup. So <laughs> I hope there's like you know stuff done to to make it look you know better throughout. But also at the same time, you know, again, um, we are both in the middle. Like you have recently relocated homes i'm in the middle of relocating homes it's the spring of moving it's like not just the two of us i feel like friends that we have are also like moving or shaking things up so yeah that's why we just had to take last week off uh, yeah for the uh you called it It, spring break i called it finals week for superheroes then we called it we call it uh, the derby break or something like that instead because (laughs) uh because you said hats and i said the horse race and i said fine we'll meet in the middle yeah um but this is this is what happens when like a tv show's not on for a while you got to do a recap of the last yeah time the exactly and um well the, the whole part of the whole point of that is when you're in the middle of moving there's very much a lot less time to sit down and uh, a take notes for a show i'm going to be honest with you mm-hmm. thankfully I, I put them in my phone before i put them in here and then b actually sitting down and watching something because every time i do i'm like I should really be moving something or packing something yeah. like, every and time of, I sit down. And one of the last things that you unfortunately watched was Mortal Kombat. And yeah. I've literally have already forgotten about that movie. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that we don't talk about on the show that much. You know, if it's a superhero franchise movie, you know, we'll revisit them or talk about them again in the future. But since Mortal Kombat is so unattached to a lot of the other films and TV shows that we talk about. Like I have no reason to recall or remember uh-huh. any of the information from that movie. So I probably won't think about Mortal Kombat again until there's a sequel possibly announced or, you know, something uh-huh. along those lines. So uh, I, that's probably not a good sign for the film well, that I've already forgotten. about. You, you've <laughs> actually talked about it more than I plan to talk about it. So I think you're actually more obsessed with it than you're going to be more like. <laughs> Because uh, what I did last weekend, I actually had to live in a hotel. Again, why we didn't record. Um, I actually played the, the Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I went into the DLC, which is like they added a whole story section uh, called Aftermath. And I was like, okay, playing it. And what's cool is uh, I know you, you haven't revisited the original Mortal Kombat recently, correct? Um, oh, no, 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 I haven't. So, But they used the, the, the character Shang Tsung. They used the actual actor model and um, voice the actor from the movie to do Shang Tsung's uh, model and voice for the game. Oh, that's that's cool. Because uh, he, he's just, he's all the people in the movie, like, the first movie is so B-movie, but, like, because the actors believe they're doing something great, it feels better, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what makes that, when you're trying to make a bad movie, you you can tell they're doing it, but, like, they're like, oh, we're making one of the best movies in the world, and, uh, <laughs> it, it, like, he just sells it so good, so, um, but they use his model and voice, so I was like, oh, that's a fun little throwback to mm-hmm. to deal with, uh, or not deal with, but to, to, to handle and have, but I think the other thing is, um, uh, to just to add on, I think they have actually gotten the people from the movie to record lines, like the Sonya Blade character, the, um, 
possibly the Jax character. So they'll, I imagine seeing those skins come up as DLC in the game with those voice actors. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't, the lines. Think, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Cause that's a relatively low lift, you know, yeah. there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, you just got to go in for like a body scan <laughs> a la yeah. uh, Kitty Foreman of, uh, of yeah. WandaVision, you know, get in front of those cameras and rotate around. Oh, yeah. Probably just iPhones. Now those new ones have LIDAR. They probably just scan them with the phones. Like, all right, now oh, you're going to be yeah. in the game. But yeah. like, you know, it's one of those things like now we don't have to wait for Mortal Kombat, the movie, the game. Uh, they just throw in the one that has been out for two years. Yeah, but, there you go. But there's that. But you, um, it looks like you know you've been tagging into Netflix here. I've not yeah. got a chance to watch this. I, yeah, it was on my I, list, but I'm, I had a chance to... to watch some stuff, so I won't spoil anything uh, too much for you here. But but the biggest one was uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. This is the uh, Sony animated pictures movie, executive produced by the Russo brothers. No, not the Russo brothers. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Phil, Sorry, yeah, I, get, Lord I, Miller. I, I get those creative titan duos confused all the time in my head, uh, their names. Mm-hmm. So Phil Lord and Chris Miller, as we all know from uh, the Lego movie and I think more importantly, uh, Spider-Verse, um, they also executive produced Spider-Verse as well. I think they literally actually directed the Lego movie, right? They weren't. Yeah, I think, I think that was like, yeah, like the, their solo project that gave them the, the credence to um, – do other projects. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling that's what Mitchell's versus the machines is because it's a totally original idea, which uh, probably they got off the ground with their clout over at Sony animation animations pictures. And the, uh, the, the, the animation's just absolutely beautiful and creative, um, a totally different style uh, that spider verse was, but I would say the exact same uh, levels of creativity, you know, they just go off the walls. Uh, they do, they do uh, lots of kind of uh, drawing overlays. They do some mixed media kind of puppet stuff every once in a while. So uh, visually, you'll just be absolutely uh, entertained. Uh, for me, the shortfall a little bit was the story. Uh, even though there are some uh, funny jokes every once in a while, um, I kind of got a similar vibe that I get when I watch like Leica kind of stop motion stuff where it's like the animation project you're about to embark on is so laborious and so intensive and is going to take so much craft. You just kind of got to get the story done and written so you can hit the ground and start moving. And that's kind of the vibe I got a little bit with the Mitchells versus the machines of just like, oh, man, if only they could have taken like maybe like another like half year or maybe a year to just kind of really get the script to something really great. Um, uh, it, we would have been off to the races. But that being said, for me, Mitchells versus the machines is still like a solid like B plus overall. Like uh, I, I definitely couldn't uh, be over here like hating the movie. But, you know, kind of when you th- it's almost kind of like the 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 dual the dueling fates of kind of like Pixar versus kind of what Sony Pictures Animation is doing. Right. Like uh, if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff on Pixar movies, those movies are just in development for like years and years and years. They are tooling those stories over and over and over and over again. And then they have a very specific pipeline for the animation. So that's kind of why some of the stuff over at Pixar looks, you know, the same, you know, over at, you know, uh, what the filler and Chris Miller are doing. They're just like it's like all jazz baby they're just going crazy with the the animation over there so definitely an easy Mm -hmm. recommend a watch uh half of the planet you know has netflix already so you already got a free admission to to the movie over there well there you go i mean that's on netflix and that's why i something i was hoping to um to dive into sooner than later but like i said that's no chance this week, or at least next week. So, <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be there uh, waiting for you, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. An- another Netflix. thing that's another thing that's waiting for you over there, Chris, 
at uh, at Apple Plus over there on the internet is Mythic Quest. The yes. season two I, has that, returned. That is on my um, Chris Flicks, just so you know. But yes, gotcha. I'm familiar with Mythic Quest. <laughs> yeah the uh, the first season uh, it took me a little a little bit to warm up to it. it took me a couple episodes to kind of uh, uh, get ingratiated with the ingratiated is that a word did i even say that right i think that's a word um with the characters in the first season uh the second season uh is starting a little slow too but i'm still having a good time so i'll be sticking around and checking in on mythic quest uh, every mm. week uh they actually published another episode that i didn't even know about like back in april so yeah. i don't know what apple's release plans or their creative strategy is but you know they ended up doing a quarantine special mm -hmm. uh, last year which was really really good i thought they handled the the, the tone and the setting of a pandemic really really well and they did a creative kind of zoom style episode i think they did better than anybody else then they had this like 11th episode that was kind of like this weird kind of larping special so who knows what's happening over at mythic quest but uh it's a, it's a successful show apple has lots of money so it's another type of show where you can see like oh where are they putting all this money uh, they're putting it in a lot of special effects I, cutaways i have seen a lot of apple tv ads lately um across like um I mean, yes, maybe YouTube, I think, is where I'm seeing mm -hmm. a lot of them at. Because I don't, I don't pay for, like, a lot of my services don't have ads. But I was like, YouTube, I think, has been playing a lot of, like, only on Apple TV, exclusive to Apple TV series mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, they're really pushing that. So I think, you know, maybe not right now, but maybe, you know, in, in a year or two, they could be a very, very competitive uh, mm -hmm. streaming service. Yeah. And uh, Rob McElhaney, he's, he's, he's always funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So another thing that I've been uh, checking out. Uh, the final season over on Hulu, there's a show called Shrill. I believe I've plugged it on the show before. It stars uh, Addie Bryant from uh, SNL. And it's just really, really funny. It's just written really, really well. The seasons are really short. You know, I think like eight episodes, 30 minutes or less of an episode. So you could crank through, you know, all three seasons once they kind of finish this last season. It, honestly, in like one day on like a weekend. So... Uh, I'll plug that one just because it's really funny. Mm -hmm. They got really good jokes, good actors over on that one. But that's been the corn stream for me. Well, Mitchells versus the Machines, Mythic Quest, and Shrill. Well, I'm going to toss one in here. It's not on the list, but last night I had the um, I was we were sitting around. You know, I was able to lay down a little early because we had some storms, and I was able to tap into HBO Max. And uh, what's great about them, they have a, a history backlog, and I was able to look into um, a rewatch, Shaun of the Dead. Um, you oh. know, one of Edgar Wright's movies, and. Mm -hmm. Because I just need something in the background to watch. And I, and I haven't watched that forever. But what was cool about that movie is going back and watching now. You know, I haven't watched it in a long time. Is seeing that this movie was shot on film. And you can actually see sometimes between they when they switch angles. Like the film grain of like a dark scene. Mm -hmm. Versus like a well lit scene. Which was really cool. But also how many um, actors in that movie have gone on to become like bigger name actors. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, he played Bilbo in the New Lord of the Hobbit movies. The newer Hobbit movies. Um, oh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman's in there, yeah, for a small Wait, cameo. But what is um what? Where is he in that movie? Because another another show we've been uh, watching on F. It's uh, we've been watching it on Hulu, but it's FX. Is his show Breeders that he stars and he executive produces. Yeah, he well. Uh, so halfway through the movie, he meets another group that's like identical to his. Oh, the Bizarro group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, he, I remember that. He he's the boyfriend of of the equivalent girl there, and then um, uh, okay. The the new the second host of uh, Great British Break Off, the new one, not Noel, but the other guy. Um, the I forget his. Guy, yeah, yeah. He mm -hmm. he's in there as well. He's the he's the um 
Nick Frost Simon, character. The Nick Frost equivalent. Okay. It, it, gotcha. So so it's just fun to see kind of some of those little things. And you know, again, um, Bill Nye. Um, you know, everything he does is he's in British everything, right? Like he's mm-hmm. in there. So uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of little fun things in there. And we just kind of picked that up last night. I was like, oh, okay, great. Which is great because HBO Max is like, oh, here's some other movies. You know that people are watching for no reason whatsoever like mm. the trending and they're not always new and that's great because i'm like i don't want to watch everything new all this t- all the time so that was fun but let's jump into this we haven't done news in a while i've been taking notes mike we got some new stuff i'm gonna start with the biggest news this week mm-hmm. um yeah i'm gonna jump into this marvel dropped uh, early on this this week i think it was like monday a uh you know, here's here's why we go to the movies kind of video, yeah. which a which return I, a return to the movies hype. Fest. Yeah, and and well, I agree. Yes, I do like going to the movies. There's a time and place to do this. Like, you don't have to tell us every fucking movie is only in theaters. We know, <laughs> we know what's going to theaters. It's fine. Uh, we will probably watch it in theaters or at least wait till it comes out at home. Like the we're not gonna get used to the the, the dual split left and right. But anyway, um, but this movie went through like a lot of um. Like, you know, emotional moments through uh, mm-hmm. through the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, uh, from intros to action scenes to deaths. It, it covered the gamut, I think, of everything, uh, yeah, th- which was really cool. I, I enjoyed the video because usually I don't let myself watch, like, fan-made, like, kind of hype trailers mm-hmm. of stuff like that. So this is one of the few times where, like, this is kind of like a professionally, like, edit, uh, edited hype thing. Yeah. Uh, so I was just it, like, yeah, this is getting me going. Yeah, I'm excited. It, and you brought up a really good point. There is a moment where they have, like, cam footage from the, you know, Avengers Endgame where Cap gets oh, the Mjolnir or says I Avengers symbol for the to, first time. I have to know because uh, it was great seeing that because that took me down a rabbit hole where I went on YouTube and I typed in theater reactions for a bunch of stuff in like Endgame and Infinity War. And I just had a great time because I love the goosebumps that you get from people like freaking out in the movie theaters. Because like Endgame for a lot of people was the last really big communal theater experience that they've had. I mean, there's been other big, exciting movies since Endgame, but nothing to really draw that amount of people into one room at once. Because, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, if you live in a smaller market or a smaller town or something like that, even like big like Marvel movies don't always get the full theater draw. You know, on the on opening night, so Endgame was just such a a big monumental moment, and it's really the last one that we've had. But I just have to know how the call went because that cam footage is owned by technically, you know, quote unquote, owned by somebody, right? It, it was it just like some rando in the screen, or like who knows, maybe it was like a Disney employee or like somebody who worked on the movie, maybe even just like a te- technical yeah. person who just wanted to get the reaction of that shot. But I just love the idea of like Disney like call, calling up. I imagine it's like a teenager. Just like some teenage kid is just like, hey, kid, uh, we know you took this illegal cam footage and put it up on the Internet. And how about we call it even where we won't sue your pants off uh, if you just let us use this footage for our trailer? I just thought it was so funny. I, re- I just like to know how that conversation. Well, was. my guess, it was already taken down probably by YouTube. <laughs> so they're like, hey, YouTube, can you like pull your list of uh you know flagged footage for in game for us give us that ip address and we're gonna send a helicopter over to that house (laughs) yeah we'll give him like 50 bucks and um you know um you know some vouchers for disney world uh and then we'll just call no iron man has to swing by his birthday party it's suited up and everything not just a flyby he has to stop by and shake hands and mingle yes thank you for the reference to to (laughs) to that um is it gary shanling i believe uh who said that Uh, or uh it was um I think it was Robert Redford. Robert Redford, it? yeah. And, uh, it was one of the Soldier. it was one of the yeah. Hydra people uh, along yeah. the way. 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, so this video came out and was cool. It recapped everything, and then we're like, okay, he's gonna give us a little bit. We just got you know the Shang Chi trailer recently, and um, we got some the new clips from that. But then it kept going. This yes. trailer kept going. It Mike. wasn't just for sizzle hype. Yeah, it was it was for everything. So we got our first couple snippets of the Eternals footage in here in this teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, you and me kind of poured over a couple of those a little bit. Um, why is uh, Kumail Nanjiani's character being followed around by cameras? Um, mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's because he's popular. There was a whole thing like, oh my gosh, Marvel forgot to edit out the camera guy in these. I'm like, people are idiots online. Like They would not do that for these <laughs> movies. Um, Eternals, and then, you know, it, it went right into... You know the actual um, movies for the next two years uh, mm-hmm. with updated titles that we've never even heard before. Um, I didn't put it on here, but the one after Eternals is, of course, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But now mm-hmm. we know the one after that, July of 2022, will give us Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Mike, mm-hmm. um, it does. It does make you wonder if the title is motivated by the tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman or if that's mm-hmm. always what it was going to be. Because either way, it, it's a great title no matter what. I mean, like Wakanda Forever, like that's the that's the rallying cry yeah. that uh, we hear throughout all of his appearances. It's just it's it's perfect. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's tied to that. Uh, I saw some theories. People like, oh, this is going to introduce Doctor Doom because, you know, the letters were silver. I'm like, that's a stretch, buddy. Like, OK, let's <laughs> pump the brakes a little bit. But it does make you wonder, like, if you want to overanalyze the title of just kind of being like a quote from the movie that they thought would be a cool title. You know, what does that mean? Are they saying like the is the legacy of Wakanda going to be challenged? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're saying the word Wakanda in the title, that means maybe the whole story is just about this kind of geolocation. And, you know, we, we've thrown around the ideas of possibly like kingdoms, like attacking each other. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a teaser trailer and we'll get to see like the top of Namor's head coming out of the ocean and everyone yeah. will lose their, their freaking minds. Well, you know? So there, there are, you know, or Dr. Doom, like there could be like battles of these like kingdoms. Well, so well, I, I mean that would yeah. make sense if you want to you bring in the title of the you know the area well what i'm gonna actually you know do is take is take your your my, my thought with this is you know the namor idea right like wakanda forever wakanda's been here thousands of years right mm-hmm. atlanteans have been here for thousands of years so like forever has been like we've been here forever kind of thing so if you're gonna mm-hmm. look at kingdoms being challenged you take two kingdoms that have been on earth literally longer than anything else yeah and, and, you, and you know what it's been two weeks since i've had all of this uh since i've been able to talk about superheroes just unfettered uh by society and i this yeah. this other idea pops up in, in my head where uh i've, I've been thinking of a lot of stuff is going to be changing in the mcu going forward right you know we'll talk about blade here in, in a second but like when the blade movie comes around okay you got to start explaining vampires right there's a lot more things that we're going to have to start explaining and bring into the universe to introduce these characters because it requires the whole kind of earth the 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 realism of earth in the mcu to kind of start to blow up and expand and it's going to be a little bit weird right because the only time we've really seen this right now is with like doctor strange and the only way they explained it was just kind of like oh it's always been going on these magical things have always been here but you know we've kind of done it in secret kind of in the shadows not quite like harry potter muggle style but like you know people just don't know that we're kind of here like protecting these realms right and that's kind of how they fluffed off the idea that like oh they've been here this entire time it wasn't just like captain america and iron man like starting this whole thing so it's just like 
what's going to happen when Blade comes around, right? Mm-hmm. Have there just been vampires like all around in secret? Like have all of this this stuff been happening in secret and we just don't know it? People have just been oblivious. And that might be the most logical well, direction to go. Me- but maybe maybe what they do is they explain, oh, the events of Thanos coming from space, doing all the stuff to Earth. You know, maybe all of these things that have been hiding in the shadows, like uh, Atlant, uh, you know, Atlantis, you know, of Doctor Doom's like a uh, country. All of these yeah. things that have just been kind of just uh, on the back burner. It's just like, no, no, no. We can't just hide anymore. We're not going to take the back burner. We don't need to hide. Like, screw this. You know, there's aliens out there that are threatening this entire yeah. marble that we live on. You know, we're not hiding in the shadows anymore, vampires. Let's get out there on the streets and take what's ours. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's kind of the shift that we're going to be seeing in these and, next phases of the MCU. And I think with the upcoming Eternals movie explaining, you know, thousands of years of them being here, right? They, they live forever kind of people mm-hmm. and also it looked like shang chi the trailer had some history of you know asia yeah yeah uh, some magical kind of stuff going yeah. on in the back there's, there's probably more here because i think you know a lot of the marvel stuff focuses on either new york or the few times tony stark was in california mm-hmm. um so i'm like we have literally the whole rest of the world to look at like what does england do whenever you know america has superheroes like what does that look like what is what is you know Wakanda's kind of opening up Africa a little bit. You know, what's Asia look like? What's Shang-Chi? You know, we, we have a lot of stuff to kind of kind of dive into around the globe. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I think they're going to do it very well. Uh, the other thing of that is I think the idea of, um, you know, space, right? You, you mentioned alien stuff like that. And I think that's where this next movie, The Marvels, mm-hmm. will come into. This is Captain Marvel 2, renamed The Marvels. We get to see Captain Marvel's logo, Spectrum's logo, Monica Rambeau from WandaVision, and... Um, Miss Marvel herself, Kamala Khan, all in this on this uh, title reveal for November eleventh, twenty twenty two, Mike. So uh, this is, I think, the the most interesting name. You know, it it doesn't have the hero's name in it directly, but mm-hmm. all three of these characters, um, Monica Rambeau, Kamala Khan, and uh, Carol Danvers, have all gone by Miss Marvel at some point in in their career in the comic books. So. I think this one's fun. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Are they fighting, you know, aliens? Is it, you know, um, why? I can see why, um, if I'm going to be honest, Captain Marvel and Kamala Khan have dealings with the Kree because the Kree created in humans uh, mm-hmm. through Terra Genesis. And, you know, she was, you know, has a personal vendetta against them from her movie. So I don't know where... Um, Monica Rainbow comes in this, but I'm excited. I don't know about you. This this sounds yeah, like a lot of fun. I feel like with this trio, you really got to make Kamala Khan kind of the comedic relief. Not just because, like, Marvel requires comedy in their movies, but, like, uh, Monica Rambeau, the the little bit that we've seen from her in uh, Captain Marvel, very serious character. Not a lot of levity coming from her. Uh, and, uh, you know, Captain Marvel, you know, at, I would say the honest, like, fair criticism for her character is that she hasn't really had much character development. But what we have seen from her personality has been slightly cocky, also kind of uh, very serious. But also she her memory was kind of gone, too. So do we even really know her that much from her own movie? Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like you're going to need some levity from a younger character like Kamala to be like, oh, wow, you're my idols, uh, but I'm going to be goofing around here in the background, like stretching my arms and stuff while you guys mm-hmm. are doing crazy, yeah. wacky stuff. But uh, when you think of like ca- when you think of Captain Marvel with her power set being so large and so huge, like that either means something comes to Earth 
that is really, really powerful or this little girl is hopping on a spaceship and she's going to go on like a freaking crazy journey. And I'm sure her parents are going to be very nervous where, where her, her daughter has been mm-hmm. like, Oh, I went out into space. I fought a couple aliens, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, it could go either way simply because I know again, she is, you know, an inhuman, right? Like the Cree could come to like, Oh, we're coming to get our inhumans we'll that we made. There's been no definitive announcement whether she is an inhuman or not in the MCU. I'm not saying that it's not likely that that, we'll, that we'll would be, I, I think of all the things you could do and all the people who already hate Captain Marvel, this would be the biggest mistake they would ever do is to like, <laughs> oh, we're going to change the actual origin. But I'm just saying, like, knowing what we do know about her from the comic book, she is an inhuman. Cree history, they could come to like, oh, we're going to come and take all of our inhumans back to, to Hala kind of thing. So they could go to space. But now where does Monica Rambeau fit into there with her powers to see, you know... Um, the spectrum of energy. I, I, I don't know, but yeah, there, there's some opportunity here. There's, there's a lot going on. Um, so the Marvels, that was another title reveal next up as we already know this one. Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania is a book for February 17th, 2023. So mm-hmm. we're going to hit that February 17, 2023. Very so we have Kang, um, you know, it's, you know, actors lined up for that uh, a little bit, a little bit going on. I don't know what's going on with this one. You know, is it going to be wacky? The Ant-Man movies are probably, as a as a series, probably on the lower radar, people's favorites set of, of, of trilogy. So, can they yeah, take probably, this to the next level? But yeah, I think probably the bigger question here with this one, uh, how uh, um, how influential is Kang going to be on the MCU? Mm-hmm. Just a, is this just a character that pops up that you know uh, is um, an antagonist to Ant Man that he gets thwarted at the end of the movie? I, I feel yeah. like that would be a mistake because Kang has a very important power set that would really. Uh, jive with the stuff that they're doing in the mcu moving forward so i'm curious to see what happens there. And, and king also uh has gone by different names across the t- he's a time traveler right? he messes with time mm-hmm. he's gone by uh, amortis he's gone by uh i think it was like king ramatut and then also iron lad like different iterations of him uh you know as we get into multiverses and time travel and all this other stuff you know he, he could be a longer lasting villain with this so uh knock on wood there mm-hmm. lastly i think the biggest surprise announcement mike Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 6th, 2023. Uh, We are are under two years away from this at this point in time, which is fantastic. Um, Very, very excited um, to get a date for that and get that announced. Yeah, it's kind of one of the few Marvel movies of recent history where there has been drama around the production of it, right? You know, Mm. because James Gunn went through those uh, somewhat, like inappropriate tweets i don't know it just depends on he, he made you, bad jokes you, and depends uh, on how you yeah. judge like cringy humor if you will but it's just like it's just like so funny like uh it, it, here we are we we got the yeah. release date we're back to guardians of the galaxy volume three he tweeted out a a script cover for his uh holiday special so that's uh, that's uh, uh on paper at least so we'll have a we'll see a lot more from uh from gamora and the gang yeah um well, he did announce people who would be in this movie, and Gamora was actually the only person not on that list, ironically. Um, but, I, I only said Gamora and the gang because it rhymed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, but, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, the title was also revealed, Mike. I'm sure you saw that as well. Um, and someone kind of pointed out the title cards, the colors of the titles were the people who actually die in the movie. Um, so, like, the first one, um, uh, who I forget who the first one was. Um, 
but the second one was obviously Yondu, and the third one, Guardians of the Galaxy, the color title is actually Drax's color. So there's a lot of people freaking out on the internet, like Drax is going to get killed off in this one. <laughs> there's only so many colors in, in the world, people. Maybe yeah. they just looked good together, and that's it. Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, they very much it's very much a skin pattern, so it could go either way. But also, you know, um, someone's probably going to die in that. Uh, but, <laughs> but we'll see what it is. So Guardians three, May six, twenty twenty three. We are under two years from all these movies, Mike. That is including the four we're getting this year and the first one for next year. Um, or is it two next year? There should be four every year. Um, I just I just want the secrets of the Eternals to be unlocked. Yeah. I've told you this before many times off mic. Like yeah. I just I have no idea what they are, what they do. I always get them confused, and you tell me like that's yeah. not what they do. Where I don't know where you got that from. So yeah. I'm ready for I'm ready for the, these characters to be uh, to be yeah. on the screen. And I love Camille Nanjiani. So yeah, I, and I think you know again four movies this year is huge. I think. Um, Trying to think of what the other two were for next year. I mean, thankfully, I have this page on SuperheroSlate.com with upcoming movie releases where you can go check out all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's loading up here. I actually just had it pulled up and close it because I'm like, I'm not going to need this. <laughs> uh, little did I know, um, Doctor Strange and Thor Love and Thunder. Thor's the other one I was thinking of. I was like, I couldn't think of it. So um, we're going to be getting a lot of information in Marvel for the next two years. Now, I want to say the end of this teaser did have the Fantastic Four symbol, right? Mm -hmm. uh, nothing else with that. We have no date. We only have the director. But I also wanted to point out this is missing two other movies that have been announced for Marvel. Um, the longer one, the older one, which was actually at Comic-Con that we were at in 2019, which is Blade. Mm -hmm. um, and also Deadpool 3. Uh, I forgot that you know they did say, yes, we are working on Deadpool 3. Um, so it sounds like those two are a little bit in the pipeline. So I'm going to jump into blade a little bit. Cause I got a little bit of news for it after mm -hmm. everything. So, um, blade, um, they said that filming was going to be this September, but they've moved it to next summer because they're working on the script and trying to work on a short list of directors. Mm. Uh, it sounds like, uh, the, the list of directors that are like Academy Award winners that Mahershala Ali has worked with before. I know mm -hmm. the director of moonlight was on there and a couple others, but, um, you know, we won't know until they announce something anyway, but it sounds like Blade is kind of taking a backseat to this, um, to these main movies, right? Now, that makes me think one of two things, Mike. Is Blade going to be R-rated for violence? Oh, I guess I didn't think about that, possibly. A um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of blood, a lot of, like, you know, killing vampires. Um, yeah. Or, you know, is it just, you know, something that, you know, again, Mahershala Ali, big name actor, right? Huge actor right now. Mm -hmm. um, does he just want to take his time and get it right? And they're like, okay, well, we'll just, you know, keep working on it until we're satisfied yeah. with Blade. Yeah. yeah, and also, who knows, it could just be because uh, the latest time that we see here for in the sizzle reel is 2023. And I know technically they did flash the Fantastic Four logo. You know, they've been a lot more loose with the definitions of phases over at the MCU. Mm -hmm. You know, even if internally they're still using them, you know, maybe Blade is just on the other end of a phase and, you know, it's just yeah. not ready. Or also, maybe they just... Uh, you know, they just like we've we've maxed out this trailer. This is enough hype. Yeah. You don't want to blow the brains out the back of their head well, with all of this Blade stuff. Yeah. So that, well, that could be a bother. The only reason I, I, I that doesn't make sense to me is because Blade was announced before four of these movies were mm -hmm. um, like uh, Black Panther, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Guardians 3 were not at that that comic-con we were at. And I'm like, I guess they're just I mean, like I said, they can take their time. This Marvel. They can do whatever they want. Um it would probably make sense, you know, maybe like down there, like, you know, again, there's like a November 3rd, 2023, they could put Blade if they wanted to, like right around Halloween time. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. We just got a lot of, 
we got a lot of stuff coming up and then it's, it's good like it's great when we're like oh they've announced 12 things for two three years like movie wise not even this isn't even tv shows they didn't yeah. include anything in there tv wise but like oh we got 12 movies in three years where the other two or three were wanting so yeah knock on wood what a fantastic four question for you is the avengers-esque movie where everybody comes together I mean, that would be – I mean, there, there's so much creative potential with the yeah. Fantastic Four. There's so many directions that you can go. There's so many ways you can tell this story of, like, this family of four. You know, they are they going to try to reinvent the wheel? Are they going to go ultimate versions? You know, are they going to are they gonna bow to the internet and cast, um, and cast Emily John, Blunt? And, John Krasinski. Uh, John Krasinski. I hope they don't just because – I not necessarily I don't like them, but, you know, just, you know, do what's right, not just what the internet's yelling at you. Uh, so there's so many things that you could do, but, I mean, like, the Fantastic Four – I mean, it just like it, let's say you know you, it, theoretically, what if Doctor Doom is kind of introduced in the next Wakanda movie? You know, you already got a base him for ready to go, and then I don't know. There, I'm excited, Chris. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's so much that can. Happen. There's nothing bad out of this, even though we're like, oh, we're the other ones. There's nothing bad out of this. Like, great, mm-hmm. we have dates. Things are filming. I'm pretty sure most of these are filming. Uh, you know, sooner than later. So, um, it sounds like they're gonna make make these release dates. So, knock on wood that they do. I'm going to shift the gears because I was talking about Blade. Uh, something in the, in the realm of mythical creatures and dealing with supernatural love is Moon Knight. And Moon Knight mm-hmm. is currently filming uh, already, I think, one weekend. And then uh, they, we have a uh, – it looks like a behind-the-scenes shot here of Ethan Hawke on set in a red suit. Um, and it looks – he looks like what I'm – you know, if you – some people are familiar with Moon Knight, some people aren't. He looks like the character the Sun King. Uh, which is, you know, again, the opposite of a Moon Knight, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so uh, it looks like that's the character he's he's playing, but, you know, we have no confirmation. It's just, you know, again, um, behind-the-scenes photos while they're filming. In, it looks to be another country is what I'm going to guess here based on the signage, but... Um, any thoughts to this? I mean, this is very, very low res. It just no reminded me that Moon Knight was in development, right? Yeah. I, I didn't realize that there were uh, that the cameras were already rolling. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens here. This brings me this kind of brings me back around to the whole like uh, you know where have these characters been? The whole existence of Earth in the MCU of you know if uh, if Moon Knight is going to be based on like Egypt. You know, right? Does that mean like stuff mythically has been happening in Egypt all of this time, and then just like you know, the Earth just wasn't pervy to it? Because it kind of looks like maybe that's what Shang Chi is attempting to mm. tell of like, oh, we've had we've had crazy stuff happening in our countries too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Ten Rings have been around since Iron Man One, so that's gonna be interesting. But yeah, I think you know, Moon Knight has an interesting potential here to tell like these uh, these interesting things. I want to see. Um, uh, who's the uh, Oscar Isaac as as Moonlight? I want to see him in the outfit. Mm-hmm. Like that's a costume I want to see, right? Like that yeah, sounds c- pretty cool. Because it does really make you wonder: can the 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 classic Moon Knight costume that most people are familiar with, like if you Google Moon Knight, is that going to translate live action? It's not the most practical looking outfit right like there's a it's totally white so i mean like you're not really hiding in the shadows quite like batman right uh the the pointiness of the hood i i suppose could Mm. be could be explained uh there's there's a couple outfits one where he wears a suit too there's there's different different versions of like to me he reminds me of kind of like a mummy right like some of it like it's very like bandagey like Mm -hmm. loose and some of it's more like a mercenary style one of them he has like a a white suit and he wears like a, a tight head mask 
Um, but like, you know, again, how, how's it going to look? Because again, we'll talk about it here. Marvel's knocking it out of the park with comic accurate costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, but, that's the one we need to see. I mean, I, I have, I've, ha- I have heard some like, you know, very leveled headed criticism of, um, of the Falcons costume at the end of the Falcon and the winter soldier, because it, yes, it looks exactly like it does out of the comic books, but like. Some people are just kind of like, okay, the goggles are a little cheesy, though. Like, I get practically why somebody flying would need goggles, but it's kind of like everything everything from the neck down looks badass, but then, like, his kind of, like, whole head situation just looks a little goofy. So sometimes, even if you do go full comic accurate and just really nail what came off the page, sometimes it still just doesn't look perfect in reality, you know? Well, I mean, I think think, think that's... I'm I'm not going to jump into the people who who bitch about the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but, like... They always iterate the costumes, right? What you see the them last in is not what they're in the next one. So, like, I mean, do you mm. remember the first Captain America outfit? Like, I watched the Avengers, I think, a week a week ago, and like Captain America's outfit that looks stupid as hell. <laughs> uh, thank God they like changed it. You know, in the Winter Soldier, he got the uh, the more stealthy suit, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then you know, on and on, they've always adapted the costume. So, I think I think for a first go, they they nail them pretty good, like ninety five percent. Well, and they uh, got really they got really lucky with some of those uh, Avengers characters with explaining costumes. Like Captain America can look like a star spangled weirdo yeah. because he's supposed to be like a symbol that was originated in World War Two, where you know all of that all of that costume element makes sense. And then like Iron Man being in an iron suit, you don't you don't have to do anything to explain yeah. that. Thor is from literally like a different realm where people just dress like that, you know. And then Black Widow's in stealth stuff, you know. Yeah. Hawkeye is basically the same, so. They they didn't really have to try too hard explaining yeah. those costumes. They got lucky over there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think you also look at Captain Marvel. She was a spacesuit, and she just changes like, like essentially like a, a, a video game like color the the wheel on her arm, and it changes her color, <laughs> yeah. her outfits kind of thing. So I think I think there's an I think they they always get like ninety five percent, and then they can adapt and iterate, and you know we'll see more as they go. But like you know I think seeing Moon Knight is going to be interesting, especially because you know again. um you know, t- these TV shows, you know, they, they're starting in the middle. They have a long way to crawl upward if they're going to prove themselves to be on quality with the with the movies uh, along the way. So um, very excited to see that. The Marvels um, also got a, a synopsis. I, was, I put this down here. So uh, the Marvels will feature Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. And the film should be joined by Tayona Paris, who was played adult Monica Rambeau. And Ivan Vellani, who appears Miss Marvel in the series. So really, people were very like, you know, which Marvels were going to be in here. The synopsis is pretty much the same. Here, mm-hmm. here they are. Doesn't tell us anything at all, sadly. But hopefully, you know, we know that the only reason I bring that up is because, you know, we have our first leaked look at um, um, Ivan Vellani as uh, Miss Marvel on set here. And uh, in her in her in her costume, she got her mask on. She looks like a different person. I'm gonna be honest than the the non mask version. So maybe they dressed her up first before they they were like, okay, we'll make sure. Uh, Chris, that's up. the whole point of a costume, yeah. so you don't get recognized. It, it, she's nailing it. Uh, and then you mentioned this is a very shiny costume as well. Um, looks like the one in her video game. The video. Yeah, game. this almost looks exactly like the skin that you get in uh, the the Avengers video game. Yeah. man, we get a lot of costume talk on this episode. Yeah. Uh, because the, when I see something like this, I see a very polished suit. I just, I just know that like logically, a teenager cannot make this. Even yeah. if they're in like a home ec class right now, where they're learning how to use the sewing machine. Even if she loved sewing as a kid her whole life, like just uh, nobody's making this. Like I, you know, I say the same thing about the Spider-Man suit as well. Like it's you have to 
well, dispense she, a lot of belief to imagine yeah. like a, a teenager is making this. So it makes basically the long winded way. I think somebody gives this to her. I don't know exactly who yeah. it is, but this looks like a gift. Well, uh, if you know her powers, she can stretch and morph as well. So she's not making mm. a suit that will stretch and morph like her body does when she's powered yeah. up. She so, doesn't have those materials on hand. Yeah. So and it also looks very much like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. If there's a, a show that has a a cameo from a movie person, this could be a Brie Larson cameo because the V on her neck looks like the some of the outfits she wore. Um, mm-hmm. It's Captain Marvel and the, and the shoulder pads. Yeah, you uh, would almost have to, right? Because if she's teed up to go into um, the the Marvels movie, like. I feel like you yeah. gotta introduce uh, um, um, Carol Danvers in her show. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and you know, she's she's very much a fan. Like some of the earlier stuff we saw leaked, she was in the Carol Danvers Halloween costumes mm-hmm. as well. So I, I think you know, knowing her powers again, I agree. She didn't make this. This was gifted to her. Um, where's it come from? We don't know. So we got some 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 questions here. But I think you know, again, just you know, snapped photo from a paparazzi pretty good attempt here like i said maybe mm-hmm. not perfect in action but like 95 percent. i i look at that and i know who that is right like mm-hmm. right away so um check that out in our in our show notes and lastly the other costume we'll talk about mike is a hawkeye costume so we have a picture here of jeremy renner um with uh the actress who plays echo or is it echo um I believe it's one of the the heroes or villains in this, but he is very much wearing the uh, "My Life Is a Weapon" outfit here, right? Like, this yeah, is... yeah, that's uh, that that's Matt Fraction for sure. Uh, it makes you wonder. But the thing is, for Jerry, Jeremy Renner slash Hawkeye, this isn't really a costume for yeah. him, right? He's just like putting on whatever like shield under armor he has in the back of the closet, right? Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is just my work clothes. So, yeah, but this one just happens to be when they gave me purple stuff, you know, back in like the early 2000s. So I'll just throw this one on, and yeah, uh, th- this and is what I got. It's got the uh, little reverse carrot symbol looking thing, which is like Hawkeye's symbol across everything. Mm-hmm in the comic books and, and, you know, video games and now movies. So like they've really like, again, dive dove into the comic book realm. Like, okay, this is an outfit he wore in this run that we're kind of basing this off of. Um, let someone make it. We don't have to explain how he got it. Like you said, he can be like, yeah, we had it in a, a shield yeah. locker or whatever, but yeah, I've been hearing some conversation where uh, people are assuming that Jeremy Renner is not going to be in this show that much. Like, he might just be in the first episode that gets um, that gets Haley Steinfeld established, and then it's really just going to be a Haley Steinfeld show. And I, I feel like I just totally disagree. I think this oh, yeah. is very much Jeremy Renner will be in every single episode, and it's just going to be kind of almost like a buddy cop thing from beginning to end. Yeah. You know, now, if there's a season two of the show, I could easily see him not being in it at all, but I think he's going to be... All, I I've all seen a this show. I've seen a lot of behind the scenes and like onset photos and videos of him in it. Like if they're filming that much with him in it, like there's no way he's just in the first episode and last mm-hmm. episode. I also think this will deal with not necessarily Buddy Cop, but maybe more of a he's dealing with maybe some of the the people he killed with while everyone was dead. Maybe their families came back um, uh, when okay, he was so like Ronan. Some, some Ronan stuff. Okay. Yeah. So like you know those people came back right. So now they go like, well, who killed our family or who killed the you know they may be still be baggage, but who killed these people while he was gone? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's Hawkeye. We need to go. He needs to go take care of it. And he's probably, again, I've not heard anything of his family being in this. So maybe, you know, he goes back to where like he was living in the city and, you has to deal with some of that first along the way. It'll be interesting because, uh, you know, since we just talked about Miss Marvel, I mean, Jeremy Renner, like Hawkeye, is a little bit more in the realm of WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, mm-hmm. where we're just kind of doing more stories with characters we already know. 
and you know is this really creating is this really adding to the mcu or is this just more supplemental and this marvel will kind of be the first disney plus show where we're getting a fully brand new character you know everything's yep. written the everything's brand new start like a starting point so that'll almost be more like oh this is an, an origin story film that we've put into a tv show yep. um so it, it seems like basically miss marvel would be more required viewing more than maybe some of the other stuff that we've seen yeah yeah i think so as well and this will just be supplemental maybe fill in hawkeye's time during the five years while he was gone mm-hmm. or like I, I also think the TV shows are building towards the Young Avengers, um, based on the you know again Kate Bishop, Miss Marvel, you know possibly um, Wanda's kids if they they come back to reality kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's an opportunity for the to lead towards a Young Avengers in a couple of years based on all this. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's a uh, you know we don't like so we don't normally talk about a lot of costumes, but this week they're all filming outside. Man, weather's getting nice. They're they're out there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a two-parter here. There's uh, some 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 fun stuff here. Agents of Shield. Disney Plus has relegated them to the <laughs> Marvel Legacy tab on the streaming service, where oh, womp womp. where Inhumans and Runaways and Agent Carter all live. Uh, so what this means is probably Agents of Shield is no longer. And mostly so just confirming it is not canon. You do not need to yeah. watch it. It will not affect the MCU as a whole. It's just fun yeah, you, stuff. You've lost your, you've lost your Canon badge. You know, we've appreciate everything you've done for here at the business, but unfortunately we're going to have to put you yeah. under the legacy tab. I mean, this could be good news for you though, because if the inhumans live under that legacy tab, that yep. means we we're rebooting them. Basically yeah. you are in reboot territory. If you were in this tab, yeah. you, you were just a show that we don't uh, talk about anymore. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, X-Men. The only reason that like, everyone's like, well, what does this mean? Well, the X, X-Men movies, the Fantastic Four movies, they all live here under this legacy tab, right? Like anything that is not MCU direct is under legacy. So mm-hmm. um, while I en- have enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a whole, this does not upset me that it is no longer canon and required yeah, viewing. So. They, they tried they tried their best to, to make it canon, to tie it into, uh, you know, the Winter Soldier movie. But the ratings were just kind of all over the place. That they couldn't quite get the same kind of uh, audience oh. domination that the movie universe was well, getting. We didn't get the we didn't they didn't meet the promise that it's all connected, right? They didn't mm-hmm. meet that promise, and I don't think it's either the TV show fault or the movie's fault. You know, I I, I blame Jeff Loeb directly. Um, yeah, it's definitely the relationships that Jeff Loeb had at that yeah. studio and, that made things difficult. And it's and it's well, I would, yeah, and, and and Kevin Feige's like, I want to myself so I, I think they can they can exist separately they don't have to touch it's fun that shield does reference those events you know again lady sif showed up in there samuel jackson even came into an episode mm-hmm. um but they don't have to affect the, the 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 world at large and that's fine because now that we have these new shows on disney plus those are the ones that affect the world at large so um thankfully the whole season series is on there you can go watch it i think whenever agents of shield let go of the u- universe as a whole the mcu with space travel and time travel and all this other fun stuff, it became a much better show, right? Like it wasn't trying to ride the coattails of the MCU. It was creating its own path and it became really just fun. Just but. open up YouTube, yep. find the YouTube channel, man of recaps. And he has recapped the entire series of agents of shield. It'll take a little while. It's like a 45 minute endeavor to jump in, but you can just yeah. speed run a- agents of shield and get yep. it all in. Now I, I will, I didn't write it here because there are rumors that some of these characters fit into the, um, the daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones realm where 
they could bring Quake into the MCU with the same actress, Chloe Bennett, um, mm-hmm. as soon as she's wrapped up with her responsibilities on the Powerpuff Girls live action show. Um, but, you know, they could definitely do that if they wanted to and reboot them into the MCU at large. So uh, just you don't have to watch the, that list that someone compiled like, hey, if you want to watch the MCU in order, you got to watch half of this episode, then the movie, and then another half of the episode. You don't <laughs> have to do that anymore. It's much more yeah. streamlined. So good for it. Uh, gonna hit you with some good news, Mike Loki. Tom Hiddleston himself got on a video and announced that it has moved up. We are getting Loki two days earlier on June 9th, 2021. And with that, a Wednesday release, every episode will drop on Wednesday for Loki going forward. Yeah, that's exciting. It's weird, though. You know, Wednesday isn't necessarily a... Uh, I don't know. I, I suppose the broadcast TV landscape is in a state of flux, but I don't remember Wednesday being a premium night when I was a kid. You know, it was usually like Mondays and like Thursdays. Uh, like the Sundays. Big... Oh, yeah, Sundays. Sorry, I was thinking like weekday in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sundays, those were big days. Really, I, I don't know if we got any confirmation of this, but since they're hitting a Wednesday, I'm just hoping they change their midnight release schedule. We don't. Yeah. Chris can't be waking up at at dawn no. anymore to catch this stuff before he goes to work. Like he he's got things to do. We all have things to do, and we don't want to be spoiled on I, the internet. So I wish they would settle at least on like a you know 6 p.m. Eastern, you know, or like a, a 9 p.m. Eastern, yeah. like 6 p.m. West Coast. You know, just give us a normal release window. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So we don't have to 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 worry about that throughout the day, a work day, and a Wednesday. Yeah. Because if they're saying Wednesday. If they are going by the standard of what they've done so far, that means it's technically Tuesday night at yeah. midnight. Or yeah. so it's just like nobody. It's a weekday. You're just making you're making the problem actually worse because there are some people out there who could justify you know kind of slacking off on like a Friday and being able to cram it in before the spoilers roll in. Right? Yep. You know, you're a little bit more flexible at the end of the work week. But this this is a Wednesday. Ain't you can't slack off in the middle of the week at work. You know, a, a Wednesday so, on on a on a in a world where we're starting to go back to the offices, even at that, like if I was working yeah. at home on Wednesdays, yeah, I'd make this happen. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as vaccine you know rates increase, people start having to go back into the office. This is, this is even worse for me at the end of the day, if I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. And, so, and I, I feel like the other thing that we can glean from this is, uh, the, the catalog is ramping up over. I mean, I feel like you don't move the Wednesdays unless you have stuff coming yep. out on Fridays as well. So yeah, I mean, Disney plus they're growing and expanding. And and you know, well, I was gonna say, you know, what's coming out on Fridays during all this. What's that? The bad batch. Uh, Star Wars has already booked Fridays for the next four months. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, a 16 episode season, Mike of the show. I I expected five, maybe six uh, Mm. of a series. They don't have 16 episodes of the bad batch right now. That's beefy. They could have gotten greedy and divided that up into two seasons and no one would have blinked an eye. Nope, not at all. But they dropped episode one on May 4th, uh, right? Star Wars, a May the 4th, 70 minute episode one, even at that, that could have been two episodes easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, like one division did. And then the other episode came out on Friday, episode two. I don't know if you've caught it yet or not. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, but for the next four months, you get Bad Batch on Fridays, Mike. So that's why this they're like what, doing this. This is exactly what happens uh, when uh, Dave Filoni becomes a golden goose with the Mandalorian mm-hmm. <laughs> over at Disney+. Plus. He's just like, oh, I'm making the Bad Batch, and I'm doing it exactly how I want. Nobody's going to tell me no. First episode, 70 minutes. I'm not listening to any executive that wants to get another episode out of this. We're doing what we want. No, I'm not cutting that. I'm making you Mandalorian. I'm doing whatever I want. Bad Batch, 16 episodes. Take it. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're like we got Star Wars. I mean, uh, your Marvel stuff might come out eventually. I don't know, but we're we already got animation done, right? Like we've already written mm-hmm. this, so we're good to go. But uh, um, yeah. So so uh, Bad Batch, Mike. Uh, I mean, we can talk vague spoilers, maybe uh, a little bit about this. But I mean, I think this is the animation quality of the show. I think I, I messaged this has kicked up so much since the initial mm-hmm. launch of this show in two thousand eight, and um. I say this because it tells me to rewatch this show right afterwards, right? And if you click play episode one, you're like, what the hell is this? Like, why does this show look so bad now? Because the new one has has grown so much. And, you know, what's fun about the Bad Batch is literally um, episode one and episode two reference other Star Wars shows Dave Filoni has done already. They are, mm-hmm. they are not holding back at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think it's fun. Um, I, I, I watched a video, the uh, voice actor, D. Bradley Baker, um, who used to be the announcer on uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple before he was a voice actor, <laughs> yeah. um, does all the clone troopers, every one of the Bad Batch, uh, even, even though they all talk differently. He does still does them all, and it's just fantastic to me. To, the production of the show, more than the story right now, is blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm loving it. I'm excited to watch this for the next four months. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm I'm probably gonna be one of those people that that waits until okay. a little bit more is out there because like 16 weeks. I mean, like I, I think I'd rather like binge a large chunk mm-hmm. of it. So I'll, I'll be waiting in the in the in yeah. the in the. Well, hopefully features. nothing nothing spoilery drops, and if it does, I'll tell you which which section of episodes yeah. to binge yeah. through. Yeah, we all know what we're waiting for. We're waiting yeah. to see if Grogu pops up in this yeah. show, and I just have a feeling that like. Uh, I'm going to open up Twitter one day on a Friday and 10 weeks from now or something like that. And I'm going to be like, oh, Grogu's trending. Uh, why, I wonder why he's trending. And then it's just like, oh, it's Friday. Yeah. Oh, I know why he's trending yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. So these are also, I think the newer episodes are 20 minutes. So they're pretty pretty bite-sized chunks. Um, did you end up catching the Bad Batch on last season of The Clone Wars at all uh, yet? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, that's a good like little, I think, three or four episode arc you should watch before we jump in here. So, um Got to watch that to get these, but I, I think it's really good. I think it's a fun show. So um, next four months, all the way through the summer, Mike, we're going to be catching the Bad Batch. Speaking of Star Wars, May the 4th, we didn't get a whole lot of Star Wars announcements, but we finally, we got that first look at that lightsaber we've been talking about, Mike. Um, the Star Wars announced their retractable light-up lightsaber that we have been obsessed over for a couple months now. And um, sadly, it's coming to the cruise ship uh, the cast members get it there first, but you know, I expect what two years, three years, they'll make this available for retail for us. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, nerds are they're they're throwing their gold bricks at Disney for this thing. Oh yeah, it's it's a little shorter than I than I expected, you know. Um, but you know, this is iteration one, right? Like, hey, this is the one you're gonna take out and 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 fling around, you know, with the uh, with the the people on the ship. So you know, we'll make it smaller, we'll make it you know better, longer later on. So. Um, you said you thought this would be like $200 when it retails. Oh um, yeah. Cause I was a fool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I was like, well, the Disney build your own lightsabers that don't extend are 215 minimum. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be 300 plus if this thing comes out for us. Uh, nothing you're going to buy at Walmart. That's for sure. Yeah. So. You know, now that you mentioned the length, uh, you know, I, I, I paused the little YouTube video here where they do it. It does look like the hilt is at least I want to say twenty to twenty five percent longer than what you yeah. typically see on a lightsaber, even on screen. Um, so they're they're cramming a lot more tech in there. And in relation to now this larger hilt, the blade does seem a little bit 
shorter yeah. maybe just because the hilt's so much bigger yeah um uh, i mean the speed at which it comes out is pretty impressive um it, you know logically a lightsaber would turn on instantaneously but with movie magic they kind of put a little bit of a delay uh, yeah. to it and then realistically when you're making something mechanical it comes out much shorter it's still really really cool obviously everybody just wants to put their hands on it i would yeah. i would never spend even if this was $200 i would never spend $200 on it just to have it but i would love to just hold it play around with it for a little bit and be like, okay, I got it out of my system now. This was really, really cool. Um, I dropped two, I dropped 200 on this in a heartbeat. I'm not going. (laughs) But, uh, well, yeah, you could put it uh, on the shelf next to, next to all your like Funkos. You need your own Mm -hmm. shelf. Would it be a shelf though? Because, because if you, could it extend laterally, you know, or is it only meant to extend uh, upright because this person is not doing a whole lot of motion. Well, that second clip we, I showed you, it's not on here, but they have it downwards. Remember like where they, they, Oh, Oh yeah, does it and does it come out laterally? Yeah, yeah, it comes out. It comes out that way too. What I would do is actually hang it on a wall, like on a hanger, rather than a than a shelf. No, what you gotta do is, I mean, they're already this thing's already gonna be super expensive. So you gotta make it like Alexa or uh, mm-hmm. Google compatible, right? I mean, how cool would that be? Of just like hey. hey like, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think I don't. I, unfortunately, I don't think that there's like a canon Star Wars phrase that people say. There's no one liner that anybody shouts uh, when the when it opens. But wouldn't it be so cool if you if you told your smart assistant like yeah. May the Force be yeah. with you, and then your lightsaber pops up and it's like glowing in the corner? That would be so right. Ra- well, somebody's already got the Raspberry Pi uh, computer ready to go as soon as they get this. Ch- chances are, someone's just built like an extendable shelf with a motor that does that already. Like. Some motorized mm. like blinds that push it out uh, with a light strip on it. You're like, oh, imagine it, these will obviously come in different colors. If not, you could buy one that even you can manually change the color with, since it's LEDs on the inside. Uh, imagine if you had two of them that cross, so it's almost kind of like a super nerdy beaded curtain, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you you're not allowed to cross into my uh, into my office while the lightsabers are extended. Then you put up a motion it. activator, so you wave and it. And they close. Oh, that would be red. Like if you were like soup, like I could see this being more of like a Sith thing, yeah. right? Like you're walking down the hallway. Like this is kind of like you're, you're approaching your teenager's room. Right. And he's just like, no, the lightsabers go up. It's like, no, you can't enter my room. Uh, that would no. be expensive, but cool. <laughs> yeah, it would be. be yeah, someone with a tech mind could probably do that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, sadly it's not available for us yet, but it will probably will be, you know, in, in several years. So check it out. Check out the video. Uh, if you bought one at Star Wars, if you built your own lightsaber, send it to us. I want to know what those look like. I want to know. I want to know what your your build a saber kind of looks like there. So, I'm interested. DC's fan domes coming back, Mike. It's going to be off the oh, dome. Man. October 16th, 2021. We got a ways away. We're like halfway there. Yeah. So it it, it, it makes you wonder. Um, is this just because Comic Con is delayed again, or mm-hmm. is this just a bigger sign that like? conventions aren't as necessary anymore because we kind of see this also going on with the the other adjacent nerd convention e3 i think all of the big makers don't really commit to that convention anymore they still kind of do announcements around Uh, the the convention but it's nothing's i I don't think is associated with the event no so so this year nintendo and xbox are both there along with ea and a couple like e3 actually i think is the other way it's got more big names to it but there's gonna be less people there kind of thing um, however, the fandom is interesting because like, you know, they only announced a, what, a month before last time, 
or something mm-hmm. like that. So like, no, we're already going to plan a fandom. I think DC might forego comic con in general, um, years to come. If they can keep doing this up with fandom yeah. uh. or they go back to, maybe there's going to be such a, cr- like maybe there's going to be such a desire, like a craving to go back out into the world when things are normal, like that they're just, they really going to want to connect with people, people physically. And then we'll get to see the literal dome at yeah. Comic-Con. You'll be walking on the floor. Like we've erected a dome in this exhibit center. Please enter the dome and yeah. look at our exclusives. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll figure out a way to make hall H a, a dome uh, for these showings. But, but I think, you know, current projects we're expected to see from DC, they have a, a really good lineup coming. The Batman, Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, Black Adam, The Flash is now filming. Possibly some shows like Superman. Um, or no, maybe the Superman movie. We've talk, we'll have we talk about it in a second. Green Lantern show, Zatanna show, and Batgirl. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of potential here for this fandom to give us stuff that we don't know anything about, right? So I think the only other movie they have this year is what? Suicide Squad before this comes out? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think this is great. I mean, I want to see their HBO Max stuff. I think that's the biggest question we both have, right? Like, where is the, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Is it uh, Berlanti? Berlanti. And it, was it the Guggenheim's the other guy who's working on that stuff as well? Like, what do those Berlanti shows look like on HBO Max? Yeah, I, I've been uh, I've been saying this offline in the group chat, but like I've very casually be I've been very casually working my way through uh, um, Titans, and it just very much screams uh, CW show with a little bit more money and a little bit more edge. I, I don't feel like necessarily the quality of the show is that much better. You just kind of get access to more swear words and a little bit more money. So I definitely don't want to see that with the green lantern even though like you know some parts of titans have been entertaining i want to see like a high class streaming experience for a green lantern because that show is going to be competing on the grounds of like wandavision falcon mm-hmm. loki all of these uh D- all of these uh disney shows and, and, so, and it better be effects heavy i mean if it's mm-hmm. not that's not green lantern at yeah, all like, yeah you can't it, it's green lantern by just its nature is green translucent uh, 3d objects yeah. all over the place yeah exactly and especially if they meet up with other color lanterns like you need to have that effect down mm-hmm. in lock before you even start this show kind of thing yeah. so um but yeah i think you know there's a, the superman thing i think is the most interesting to me and we'll, we'll jump into that here because this is the jj abrams film right and uh right now they said you know there's been some some pushback you know um tennessee coates i'm probably butchering his name completely um, is writing the film, the, 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 the movie, he wrote black Panther for a while when the movie came out as well, but this new film will not be a different version of Superman as we recently kind of discussed. It will be mm-hmm. Cal L of Superman. Now, will he be, you know, a, a black Superman? Um, quite possibly. And he could still be Cal L, uh, and not have to, to change it, but he could become rather than Clark Kent. He could become the, that was at the, um, I want to say Calvin Harris, but I want to say that's like a singer. Um, whoever, whoever that version of his secret identity was at the end of the day, kind of thing. Yeah, you know this is this, this is the fun part of the podcast now, where I get to geek out about Superman because I'm still watching Smallville, even though we have been uh, moving new places in the last couple of weeks. We we have been watching Smallville the night before we moved. We watched it as soon as we got the TV back plugged in. So we're working through the Smallville catalog, which will uh, make some of our listeners uh, happy. Uh, I, I think the title of the movie, if it does indeed uh, 
end up being called Kal-El, I think is just kind of funny just because that's the trend for like all superhero movies that have so many iterations. You run out of titles like, like, you know, the dark Knight, uh, the mm-hmm. Batman, son uh, of son, Batman. night of night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, well, we've already used man of steel. We've already used a super van. What other names does he have? Kal-El. And then in like 10 years, uh, the, uh, they'll just call it like Kent or Clark Kent or something like that when they need another title. Um, so I, I'm curious, I wonder if Michael B. Jordan is still in the conversation, possibly, you know, that that rumor, mm-hmm. you know, must have been some truth to it, right? You know, even even if it was, I don't want to say it was a joke, but, you know, it's the saying of even every joke has, well, a, has a hint of truth his, to it. So every every rumor even has a hint of his, truth. His name's on a dartboard somewhere, I think, right? We've talked about it. His name's yeah. at the top of that dry erase board. Like, can we get Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. If not, here, okay, we're going to move on. But he's always at the top of that list. Yeah, and it, and it does make you wonder more broadly about Warner Brothers and the DC strategy because, you know, there has been also uh, rumors and talks that the Flash movie might end up doing the whole Flashpoint thing where we're going to condense all of this into kind of two timelines, right? There's going to be this crazy, wacky, messy timeline that kind of Zack Snyder created. And then it seems like we're going to have this cleaner timeline that Matt Reeves is creating uh, with Batman. So is this... Or it's a Joker, Liv. Well, uh, maybe it's in the crazy (laughs) Zack Snyder verse, uh, if you will, uh, just in that weird mishmash world. But it's like back in time, too. So it's just like if you condense that, like, does that mean like Joaquin Phoenix is getting thrown into the future? But he's so he he's so crazy to begin with. It wouldn't doesn't really matter what decade he's in. He's just giggling uh, no matter the decade. but yeah, it does make you wonder: Is this Kal-El character going to be kind of in this new, fresh, uh, smells like a baby's bottom timeline of Matt Reeves, or is he going to throw go into the crazy kind of? Who knows? Maybe we'll eventually get to that weird nightmare world that Snyder well, created. But in I mean, that but sandbox timeline. But in Snyder's verse, he already has Superman, though, so I don't think they they put him in there. Well, it I, I guess it de- depends what happens with the Flash, yeah. right? Maybe they'll announce. A brand new I, world that we never heard of before, and then condense I, it, well, and that's where we come oh, from. Well, I, I give you that, but I think if they put him in Zack Snyder's universe, that's just going to open up a whole other can of worms with the Snyder people, because um, mm-hmm. they they still won't stop, man. They still won't. Yeah, stop. I I saw some people when this when this news was kind of uh, announced uh, last week. They were just like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you would announce this on Henry Cavill's birthday. Oh, how bad must he feel? You're doing this on his birthday." People, you absolutely have to stop groveling <laughs> to uh, celebrities, especially of his caliber. He has more money than you'll ever see in your entire life. Um, uh, unfortunately, he is a thousand times more handsome than any of us will ever be uh, at any age in our lives. He has, has nothing but a smooth sailing life ahead yeah. of him. It, Do not go on Twitter and complain that this happened on his birthday. He 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 has 30 projects on his desk yeah. that he's juggling and thinking about. There's probably like an, a Mission Impossible spinoff. Didn't he, did he die in that Mission yeah, Impossible yeah, he movie? Died. Yeah, he Even did. if yeah. he did, they'll bring him back. They're well, making got, a zombie the, timeline for Mission Impossible. The Witcher. He has all of this stuff on his desk. He, he's doing The Witcher. He's, he's building computers. So I've seen him build computers. <laughs> he could join Geek Squad and, and be fine. Yeah. 
it's just like come on people you just you need to have a better scope of your life and you need to detach a little bit from these individuals like i'm not saying that you can't absolutely love a franchise because we obviously do we've been doing a podcast every sunday uh for like the last six years now or whatever uh over 300 weeks but it's just like you got to detach yourself a little bit from these people because people are not perfect and as we've seen when they mess up like you can't you're gonna lose part of your personality if somebody does something wrong well the other thing is again how many batmans have we had since um uh you know tim burton's batman right like four five and yet like you know they don't like oh my gosh you're gonna do this to michael keaton on the day that (laughs) multiplicity came out (laughs) uh on the history you're gonna announce another i mean he's still again playing batman in the flash but like actors like they they're here to play a role for a limited time they know this right like there's no guarantee there's going to be a tomorrow there's no guarantee of a franchise they get it more than the the hardcore fans ever will so Mm -hmm. um henry cattle i'm sure he's just like yeah that's fine yeah. Uh, they, my, I met my contract. I'm getting residuals for all the other Batman's or Superman stuff I was in. I'll be fine, totally yeah. fine. And also, not intended as hate at all. I, I think Henry Cavill's great. I'm yep. looking forward to The Witcher season two. Yeah, he's he's doing lots of stuff. I mean, I think he's fine. Like, uh, yeah, mustache or not, he's great. I love I love his gravelly voice. I want more yeah. of that. He's not gravelly when he's Superman, so yeah. I'd rather him be The Witcher. Exactly, <laughs> great in everything. Also, they did say J.J. Abrams will probably not direct this movie. So, less lens flares, Mike. We're good. <laughs> um, it's fine. Uh, what's the last movie he did? Oh, Rise of Skywalker. That's right. Uh, don't don't want that. T- I mean, J.J. Abrams. Oof. He 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 is a he's a good competent director. There was just no plan for that trilogy. He made it. He made a Star Wars movie, right? Like it's still Star Wars. The story just was shit. So, mm-hmm. um, no, no, I'm not gonna fault him for that. So, moving on. The Batman. The last bit of thing, Mike. Did you watch this footage of the Batman? Yeah. So I checked it out. There's like a little, it's some sort of like behind the scenes kind of like preview uh, with mm-hmm. uh, the director Matt Reeves. Uh, he looks weird when he's shaved. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I've only seen him with it with his little goatee and beard. Um, but you know they show like Zoe Kravitz. She's not really Catwoman when this movie starts. They say, but like she'll become Catwoman. Um, very, very. It looks. I'm, I'm excited to see more of the Batman, Mike. This looks like a really fun movie. Really. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, this is this this is the best fresh start that Warner Brothers could possibly have. Right. Uh, Batman is a triple A S tier property character. Uh, the, the, he's been around the second longest. Right. That the the um, the. Uh, the uh, Superman, the original Superman stuff was, yeah, yeah. How, what was that, 60s, 70s? 30s. Oh, 70s, right? Oh, well, no, I was thinking of... Um, oh, TV stuff? Yeah, yeah, no, the main superhero movies. Why can't I think of his names? Oh, um, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve, that's why I was getting confused 70s, because yeah. I kept wanting to say 80s. Matt Reeves. Like, that is not right. It's, he, Matt yeah, Reeves did yeah, yeah. not play Superman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> but, yeah. I, but Batman had the TV shows, the only reason I'm going to give. Like, yeah. they're about the same. They're, they're yeah, e- yeah, either way either way, you shake it out. Batman, what a high-quality character. So if you were going to try to reboot this mess that you created, like, mm-hmm. this is a great place to start, right? So it, it makes me wonder. I, I hope this is a new starting ground, but I hope also there's not a night nightmare of franchise play that they have to do here you know hopefully matt reeves strolled in is just like all right this is what i'm gonna do i want to make a great batman movie you know i want to develop catwoman a little bit more because we've really only seen her in one other um well, what, what about movie. her I mean, solo was, movie 
Uh, oh God. <laughs> well, I guess also she was in the she was in the Dark Knight Rises, but mm-hmm. she was kind of she was much more secondary con- compared to Michelle Pfeiffer's take on the character. So right. I was like, all right, I want to do something new with with Batwoman. You know, we're gonna develop Commissioner Gordon a little bit more. Uh, who knows if he's actually getting his own TV show or not, or what that's gonna be called. But it seems like they're they're, they're trying to start something, but not overstep too much. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll just start with a solid ground and then. Maybe I'm not saying everybody has to do everything the way Kevin Feige did it, but Kevin Feige was smart in the way of they started slow and then they geared up Mm -hmm. and that's the right way to go. But it just it kind of takes a little bit of patience, which seems like Hollywood does not have. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I think if they don't merge the timelines, they don't franchise everything into one world. I'll be super fine with that. Let Batman have his own little world. Matt Reeves, Batman. Let the Joker have his own little world. Let uh, you know. I think I think Shazam is in the the larger like the other larger DCEU people exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fine. I don't think we need one big thing. And if Matt Reeves, Batman, you know, looks like you know again, it's got a, a different like it's got a what's it? Colin Farrell as a penguin, uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing is a different look. I think if it wants to tell its own story and be its own timeline in a different era, that's perfectly fine as well. Who so knows? maybe. Maybe they're going to just go opposite to what everybody thinks, right? And yep. they're just going to make an extended Batman universe. Like, no, Superman's never going to show up in this. We're going to make 20 years of Batman continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we're going to make uh, four Batman movies. Uh, Batman's going to die or he's going to drop off the face of the earth and you're not going to see him for 10 years. And then we're going to make a bunch of awesome Nightwing movies that never have been made before. He's going to pick up the mantle. We're going to tell these crazy stories. And then we're going to bring Batman back. We're going to bring we're going to bring um uh, uh what, what's the actor's name is playing batman now pa- michael keaton pa- robert or robert pattinson, robert pattinson. Yeah. yeah we're gonna bring back robert pattinson when he's 50 years old and he's gonna come back and he's gonna be old batman again and then maybe we'll give you superman so mm-hmm. who knows uh who knows movies hollywood yeah. you can never predict it well that's the, the, that's the that's the thing i love the most about like uh, this this podcast and also this town and and the work that they do as soon as you think you got it figured out somebody comes in and does something totally unique totally different a new angle at it and then it just changes everything and then you make people look like fools like the thing that you sent the other day of these no names that have been cast in marvel's thor movie oh yeah Middleton and chris hemsworth these nobodies they're really rolling yeah. the dice on these two so it's like those are the moments that i kind of live yeah for. exactly yeah we, we love being surprised and, and like said you know getting new news but you know with batman there will always be a batman movie in development no matter what we want so whether mm-hmm. they have multiple batman uh in different universes that's fine with me as long as we're getting quality superhero movies mike that's what we need quality yep over quantity so got that going all right that's the show for this week man let's we we let's wrap up two weeks of little bit of news here so i have been energized yes. by the nerdness we will be we'll be back next week uh with more we'll, we'll keep it going we'll keep rolling hopefully we'll get some big news this week again i love when the when, when the news drops mike but if people know what you're up to what you're doing where can they follow you at well they can find me at mike royer design on instagram twitter and tiktok and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com chris if people want to catch up with you where can they find you you can find me on twitter valdan v-a-l-d-a-n or instagram valdan 87 uh people know more about our show listen to some of our reviews like of mortal Kombat. um what was the other thing that came out with mortal Kombat? I don't know. We did like yeah. two reviews that weekend. <laughs> uh, they can go listen to that. Um, where can they find all that stuff at? 
Oh, Chris, you're talking about Godzilla vs. King Kong, baby. Those are all was that over the, that, that, that wasn't the same weekend. Those were both HBO Max. Oh, not the same weekend, but oh, HBO Max. Yeah. But you can find all you can find all that stuff at superheroslate.com. Uh, that's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that, you know, BTS and see that little Catwoman doing some, like, cartwheels and stuff we didn't really talk about what she was doing in that trailer but she was just kind of in like literally like a cat suit like doing backflips and stuff and catwoman shit yeah catwoman shit you can find that uh, in our show notes at superheroslate.com and you can find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify wherever else you'd love to listen to fine mm-hmm. podcasts like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store we love hearing from you you love it when you reach out chris wants to see your lightsabers folks show me so, your lightsabers uh, link, link. show him <laughs> your lightsabers <laughs> and uh, we don't want to hear any zipper sound effects on pants that's yeah. not what we're talking about show chris your lightsabers we love our super fans if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week we promise we don't take vacations very often so no. uh strap yourself in we'll be here next week folks yep we will see you then all right bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe curse the sunshine chris i don't know what to tell you tragic i feel bad for you <laughs>